Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, you our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When my first child, a daughter named Emily, was 17 months old, we took a trip to San Diego. It was in early March, and that year, as in most years, the Colorado landscape was just beginning to move from brown on brown to brown with a few sprouts of green. San Diego presented quite a contrast. The bougainvillea were in bloom everywhere. Large bushes of glorious fuchsia flowers were in every airport landscape bed and even along the highway. Now Emily was at that developmental stage of rich language acquisition. Her vocabulary was expanding so rapidly as is every child, she was a marvel. And she loved flowers. So on the way from the airport to the hotel, Emily seemed to notice every bougainvillea bloom and exclaim with equal intensity about each and every one. Her word for flower was flavi. She repeated it again and again and again, just when you thought she would tire of noticing and exclaiming, she cheered on the Flavies by what seemed like at least a hundred more times. There was just no seen one, seen them all in that child. Each one, each flower captured her excitement, her appreciation, and her joy long after an adult would have moved on miles and flowers ago. This lesson, be quick to notice and slow to discount, was one in the life course my children have shared and continue to share with me. They have opened my eyes to the world around me, and through them I have seen God in the tiny and the grand, in places of worldly expectation and in others of absolutely no expectation, in forests, in puddles, on beaches and driveways each innocently offered in celebration of truth and love, as in the words of the psalmist today, they have shown me God's presence in fullness of joy. This noticing by my tiny daughter seems to contrast soundly with the disciples in our gospel text today. These grown-ups were walking along as grown-ups do 
caught up in their thoughts, not their surroundings. They were talking and lamenting the loss of Jesus and talking and struggling with his possible resurrection. We can imagine their exchange, each making statements as if factual, based on what they knew at the time from sources familiar with the matter. They were trying to assimilate the recent present and the recent past. Their moments were significantly blurred as they attended internally elsewhere. This sounds familiar, doesn't it? Their vision of the current moment was so blurred that they didn't recognize Jesus. He walked with them. He was right there, and they just didn't see him. Then at their meal with him, when he blessed the bread and broke it, their eyes were opened by their memories. They recognized Jesus, and he vanished. As life goes on, we can find the lines we may have drawn. So I guess to manage our experiences have broken down. I once thought, and maybe you did also, that I could relegate art here in this space, faith here, relationships over there beside that, failures and losses under something, joys and triumphs overhead. I was, it seems, trying to organize my life and wrestle it into submission by category. Does that sound familiar? Needless to say, life, my life, the lives of the disciples, your lives, do not work that way. Life just remains in play. It falls in on itself. It refuses to be segmented and ordered. As Jason and Pastor Clover have shared in their recent beautiful and truth-filled sermons, life is always and forever in motion with the good and the bad, the highs and the lows coursing through our days, upending gravity and our plans, upending time and space, our next decision, our next step along a road. As life had closed the eyes of the disciples to their beloved teacher, we can speculate together today about what our eyes are closed to now. How do we find our way within all we do not recognize? As the fresh, rackety awareness of childhood is papered over and muted by layer after layer of adulting. Our blindness, our lazy eyes seem to come from many sources. We often hear, we often say, 
that we are distracted by our responsibilities and pressures. But truly, how much of all of that is really about our vulnerability? We work and work to craft and amass security. We purchase, we plan, we strategize, we hedge our bets against life, and I'm not sure we can often even admit that is what we're working on. So we adults work hard, hard to protect ourselves and those we love from life, and we lose sight of the great divine gift of life itself in all of that doing. Are we also failing to see God walking beside us? Often, I believe we are. Another source of our blindness could be that we forget to be like and to follow our children. Jesus seemed very clear on the subject of children. He once said for all to hear that the kingdom of heaven belonged to them and that we must receive the kingdom as children do to enter it. The children all around us are our mentors. They show and teach us so many things. They show us how to live in wonder, noticing beauty in God's world and pointing it out to us so often. They see and hear and feel the wonder of love and break our hearts as they share this love with us and others. They delight in the wonder of creativity and fill our walls with their drawings and paintings. They define wonder in their courage to accept new challenges, learn new things, take new remarkable risks. They show us the wonder of just being alive, moment to moment. Our children also show us the way of heartbreak. When they are hurt in body or spirit, they seem to live directly into the pain for a time. They suffer as we pray to help them, as God helps us. And so very often they lead us through the suffering and right on to hope. Our children are not limited in their dreaming, their imagination, their hope, as we are, our logic, our years, the many stories we have heard and told can narrow our hope just when we need it most. Children seem to choose the kingdom of God over the voices of the world. They seem to maintain the hope of our faith. That hope may be written across our beliefs even more boldly now in this Easter tide. We believe that the innocent Son of Man 
suffered unto death and conquered death. That somehow he rose, walked out of the tomb, and met two travelers on the road to Emmaus. We believe in the hope of that dawn, of that empty tomb, of Jesus the Christ and life everlasting. Our children show us what this hope looks like, how they imagine it. They often remind us when we forget. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. The word of the Lord. Have you ever wondered how children stay so clear in intention? I think it may go back to where we started this morning, to repetition. There is another precious little girl in my life. Her name is Claire, and I recently got to spend some time with her. She is two and a half and filled with all the deliciousness of that age. And she has the uncanny ability to ask why at a remarkable frequency and rate. She regularly begins dialogues by asking why and then follows each adult explanation with another why. It's actually a brilliant process engaged in by most two-year-olds. They know what they don't know. We adults often forget that also. They hope to understand and just keep asking. As we adults just keep reaching for words that will realize their hoped-for understanding. Claire repeated why in the same manner that Emily repeated Flavi years ago. Both were immersed in the moment with singular goals, exclaiming in wonder on one hand and hoping for understanding on another. Unmitigated wonder, unmitigated hope both on a quest denying any limitations opposed and imposed by the world. This brings another context to mind. Montview Church includes a youth elder in our session. Through the years so often it has been the youth elder, a high school student, who has brought clarity to our most complex discussions with a why question. Why would we? Why wouldn't we? Why is this a problem? It is right and good to exclaim our wonder in thoughts, words, and actions for the beauty of God's creation. It is right and good to pursue a question to understanding. 
maybe asking why again and again would help us truly understand our neighbors, ourselves, our enemies. Maybe asking why could lead us to that hoped-for peace in our relationships and in our world. Wonder, heartbreak, hope, repeat. Jesus asked us to follow, to be like the children in our lives. So let's do that. Let's follow them. Their eyes are opened. They can see the way. Amen.